welcome to a new month. The month of July is a month of the promise. The month of July is the month of an overflowing blessings. Is a month prepared to reward many in the household of faith. And I can sense, I may be wrong, I can sense in the spirit realm that God is preparing political giants in our time now. In this period, we thought that the year has failed us. In the in God's calendar, it's not so. It's not so at all. Because in God's calendar, He's doing something new. I would like you to know that God put everything on pause so that the world will know that He is God, that He has a better plan. Jeremiah 29 11 says that the thoughts that I have for you, not to a singular person, but to a whole nation that includes us, every individual in the whole world. Plans of peace, not of evil, to give you an expected end. The Bible says in Proverbs 28, they said, There is an end. And your expectation shall not be cut. There is an end. Your hope should not be gone. Because the presence of God is not gone. We can proudly stand on hopelessness when the Spirit of God is no more. But why have the Spirit of God and be senseless and hopeless and faithless? Hallelujah. So I want you to know that God is working a whole lot of good that your minds may not be able to comprehend by reason of His weight. You can tell yourself, Everything is turning around for my good. God has never been late. And he will not start with you. He has always been on time. God has never neglected his own. And he will not start with you. So, my counsel to you is your focus should be on Yahweh, the only true. And that brings me to my subject for today. I would gladly be speaking by the help of the Holy Spirit what 
I have titled by his message Yahweh's presence in your chaos. Yahweh's presence in your chaos. On a particular day, on a church service in my church, I had the word of the Spirit in my heart. He said, I'm in your chaos. I never left, will never leave. My presence will be with you in your chaos. I will never leave, and I never left. I had those words clearly in my heart. And I knew it was coming from above. It was coming from the throne of grace. And the scriptures, and these scriptures begin to flash in my mind. The Holy Spirit didn't give me any scripture, but this is the word I just had. And I want us this month of July to bear this in our heart, this message in our heart. The presence of God is with you, even in your chaos. That's exactly what the Holy Spirit told me. He said, I'm with you in your chaos. My presence is with you in your chaos. I never leave Never would leave, never left, because you were in curse. Or, being in curse is not a manifesting sign that I was never there. I know some of you are wondering, what's this young man saying? I never left, never will. I have been with you in this chaos. The Spirit of God is saying, I have been with you in this chaos. You see, the Bible says that the Holy Spirit will not speak of himself, he will speak of that which the Lord Jesus reveals to him that comes from the Father. That's the truth. But when I was hearing this word, the personality of God that was so obvious in my heart was the Holy Spirit. He said, I have been with you in your chaos. Never left, never left you for any reason. I've been with you in your chaos. Never left you with that troubled life. Never left. I was there all the time. <laughs> I was there all the time. When you were faced with all those problems, those troubles, when your marriage was not going well, 
Even as right now your marriage isn't going as it should go. Your academies is up and down. Things are not working according as it should be called goodness following me. The Spirit of God wants you to know that he has been there. He wasn't quite a distance from you. He was so close to you. He was in you, with you, and on you. He was with you, in you, and on you. Now your question would be, how be it? How be the Holy Spirit in me, with me, and on me, and I'm going through such a distressed moment of my life? How be it? How be it that the Spirit of God is with me, in me, and upon me, and my marriage is about crumbling? How be it? That the Spirit of God is with me and in me and on me and my academies is rolling down on the floor. How be it that the Spirit of God is in me, with me and on me and never left me and has always been with me this close and my finances is no what to write about. How be it that this chaos exists in my life and the spirit of God is saying that he has been in been with and on me how be it now that could be your question but when the spirit of God said this to me My spirit moved and flowed. As the Bible said that the spirit searched the deep things of God. My spirit searched on the deep things of God because it was a mystery. How be it that the spirit of God in me, with me and on me, and I'm still in my chaos. How be it? He said that he is with me. His presence is with me in my chaos and not in change. How be it? It was a mystery. So my spirit began to search the deep things of God. And I came on this scripture. It may be the only scripture that I found in the heart of God that brought the solution to this mystery. It could be that is the only scripture I found. Then I began to ponder. I began to ponder on the scripture. Looking over it and over it and over it. Again and again. And I got the message. And I got the message. The Bible says that he that is in me is greater than he that is in the world. God is in us, is in me. But why 
the curse. Why the curse? Why the curse? If the greater one lives inside of me, dwells in a bowl within me, if I am the temple of God, owned by God, joined heads with Christ, why am I still in this curse? I'm born again. As the scripture says in John chapter 1 verse 12, it says, as many as received him, he gave power to become sons of God. Then how come that I am still struggling in this curse? Why has this curse so remained in my life? <laughs> oh, Jesus. Yahweh, you are awesome. How come? How be My heart was glad that he found the scriptures. Oh, Lisi Kamosa. How be Genesis chapter 1, verse 1. That was what the scripture, that's the scripture I found. How be The Bible says in Genesis chapter 1, verse 1, I read down. It says, In the beginning God created the heaven and the earth, and the earth was without form, and void, and darkness was upon the face of the deep. And the Spirit of God moves upon the face of the waters. This was the scripture my heart searched out from the deep things of God. That was the solution. I found the solution in this scripture. Why our care still linger with us. Even when the presence of God is with us. Why do we have to live in chaos together. Let me say something. Let me say something very personal. When you are grieved, the Holy Ghost is grieved. When you are in pain, he, he, he suffers the pain. I know some of you might not get this. You are like, how will the supernatural spirit of God be experiencing such a thing? Yeah, the Bible says the Holy Ghost has is a personality and has a tendency of expressing emotions like getting angry and getting grieved and staying away for so long because you're not paying attention. But you see, you see, he can feel your pain. The Bible talks about Jesus who knew our aware of what we suffer here on earth. So he knew. So the Spirit of God feels our peace. He feels our grievance. So together you have been in that chaos. He has wanted you to leave 
in peace, in the peace of God. But you have been there so long in this chaos. So you have been together in the chaos. So that's what the Holy Spirit was trying to let me know. He was letting me know that he has been with me in this chaos of my life. Woo! The Spirit of God has been with me in this chaos of my life. In that marital failure. But nothing changed. Why? Why has nothing changed if he was together with me? If he was grieved and felt the pain like I felt and expected the change, why is it that nothing happened? If I wasn't able to help myself in this chaos situation, if he felt the pain and as supernatural as he is, he would have solved the problem. But you see, the kingdom of God has principles. <laughs> That's the why. Why nothing happened while you were in that chaos? Because the kingdom of God has principles. And principles are for sons of God. The Bible says the spirit of God is as many as are led by the spirit of God. They are what? Sons of God. As many as are led by the Spirit of God, Romans chapter 8, verse 14, are what? Sons of God. The word there, lead, means father, shepherd. It has that notation. So we are going to be looking at the why nothing happened while he was with you in that chaos, in that marital struggle. Why nothing changed even while he was with you. We are going to see the why. We are going to be breaking the misery. We are going to be breaking that puzzle. So you will be set free. The Bible says you shall know the truth and the truth shall what? Set you free. You shall do what? Know the truth. And the truth shall set you free. So knowing this why will take you away from that chaos situation. Hallelujah. Alright, I read that Genesis. Chapter 1. Say, In the beginning God created the heaven and the earth. And the earth was without form. And void and darkness was upon the face of the deep. Now I I had to classify chaos in three categories. Which I call number one without form. Chaos has the characteristics of without form. No beauty. No beauty. No attraction. No fancy. 
I can attribute it to what I call poverty. That is the word there, no word, no, uh, without form. The number two class of curves is void, emptiness, weakness. I can do nothing. That is chaos, fear, then darkness takes ignorance. But I don't want to stay on this three class of chaos because it's not my point or my message. But I want you to have that in mind. The Bible says, and the Spirit of God moved upon the face of the waters. Now the waters here spoken of is attributed to these three things together without form void and darkness. I know some of you have had a, a considered and established thought of water. And you've had a lot of inspiration about what water is. But I want, to, I want to take your mind off what you know. So the waters here spoke of the presence of this chaos. I don't know if you've seen the disadvantage of a flowing water. It can pull your house down. A flowing water can do a whole lot of harm than good. That is why it is said that a particular amount of water should be taken by individuals daily. If you overtake water, you get into a problem. So the Bible said the Spirit of God moved upon the face of water, which signifies the presence of God in the midst of this without form, void, and darkness. So the Spirit of God was in that dark situation. As darkness was all over the world, all over the universe, the Spirit of God was present in that darkness. The Spirit of God was in that darkness was in that without form and was in that void. In that void. But nothing happened. And the Bible says in verse 3, And God said, Let there be light. And there was light. And God saw the light that it was good and God divided the light from the darkness. I'm going to stop by four. I'm not telling the story of the creation. Now, the Holy Spirit continued and said, While I'm with you in your chaos and nothing is happening is because you are not saying anything. You are not saying anything. Or rather, you are saying the negative. You are not saying God's word concerning the situation. Let me put it down. Let me make it more elaborate. You are not saying God's word concerning the situation. You are not acting as a son of God. You will remain in this chaos situation because you have 
not obliged to do as I have led you to say and to do. You've not acted on the word of God. The Spirit of God was saying that. Say you've not said, you've not acted godly on this matter. You have been in that marriage and that marriage is collapsing before your eyes. I've been there even in the inception of the issue in that marriage. I have been leading you to say something. According to God's word, according to God's will. I've been leading you, however, just to let you get the message, but you have not been complying. So the curse still remain or get worse. Because if you are not saying God's word, you are speaking darkness. The Holy Spirit communicated that to me. And I remember where the Bible says, He called it that which be as though they were. He called them forth as though they were. The Bible is talking about the God of Abraham. He said, The Father of Abraham. We call it that which be who giveth life. And call it that which call it that which be not as though they were. And the Bible says that the greater one lives inside of us. We are to act like God on earth. We are to live like God on earth. Living like God on earth activates and proves that the presence of God is with you. The manifestation of God in your life, the glory of God in your life seen is a proof that he is with you. No wonder the Bible says Jesus speaking. He said, he said, when you do this, men will see you and glorify the Father. I paraphrased. He said, men will glorify the Father because of you when you walk in the light of God. Hallelujah. In the scriptures of the Old Testament, the Bible made us to know that God would always demand holiness from his people. Now some of you think holiness, holiness means being like, holiness actually is the word separate, unique, peculiar. That is actually the idea of the word holiness. So when God said, be therefore holy, for I am holy. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. The be therefore word holy. For our what? For I am holy. Hallelujah. God always would demand that they should always be holy. What it means there, what God was trying to let them know, he said, be like me. This is me, be like me. How? You know, the scripture is a manifestation of what, who God is, what he can do, what he cannot do, 
That is all about the Bible. Now, when God says, be therefore holy, for I am holy, he's saying, my children, act like me. Be like me. And how does God behave? When there is a situation of chaos, he speaks his word. And one thing you need to know is that, and I need to clear that in the heart of Christians, is this. You don't know that the Spirit of God is with you by a feeling or a goosebump or while you are in church. You know that the you will know that the presence of God is with you because He said He is with you. That his word with you always, always, all the time, he is with you. That's how you get to know that his presence is with you, not by things. Not while you speak in Holy Ghost, in, in, in speaking tongues, and you begin to feel some unusual sensation in your body, and you begin to tell. The Holy Ghost is here. No, no, no. The Holy Ghost has been with you before you even start speaking in the Holy Ghost or speaking in tongues. He has been with you even before you got born again. Because if you read, I think 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 12, the Bible says there that he baptized, he is the one to baptize you into the body of Christ. That is the definition of the new birth. Being born again, when you give your life to Christ, you are grafted into the body of Christ, into the kingdom of God. You have been adopted by God as a son of the living God. Joint heirs with Christ. So before, he has been working his way to make sure that you are born again. So he has been there. He has been there. After Jesus rose from the grave, and ascended to heaven, the Holy Spirit has been on earth all this while. He has been in the midst of men and has never left or go on vacation to heaven for one day. If that word is right, I would use it again. He has not gone on vacation since he came down to earth for the people that Jesus had died on the cross. All the Christians that are now and that will be tomorrow, he is the source of their new birth. The Bible says he will convict them of sin. What's the sin that they know him not? <laughs> so he's the one convicting. No matter how good and eloquent you are on the altar or when you are preaching the message of salvation, it is yet the Spirit of God that convict them that they know Him Jesus. So the Spirit of God has been there all this time before you were born again. Before what? You were born again. I don't know, but I feel in my heart 
that the Holy Spirit is speaking to the church. I wish this message can go all over the world. The Spirit of God is speaking to the church to arise and stand. Arise and shine for your glory has come. You know what it means? Walk in the glory of God. Walk with the, the blessing that God has given you. The gift of God. The Spirit of God is a gift from God. The, the, the Holy Ghost is the promise of God and He wants us, He wants us, He wants us dearly. He wants us dearly to what? Appreciate and acknowledge and comprehend the passing of the Holy Ghost. Remember, whether you feel it or not, Christian or not, the Holy Spirit has been there. But he has been doing one thing. He has been hovering upon you. He has been getting your attention. He has been calling for your attention. Do this. Do that. Get born again. Speak the word. It will change the situation. In that marital problem, he has been calling your attention. Do this. Do this. In that financial situation, he has been calling your attention. Do this. Do that. God wants you to have a good life. But you see, you can have this good life if you don't take responsibility as a son of God. What's your responsibility as a son of God is to listen to what the Spirit of God says. In the book of Isaiah, the Bible says, He said, And you shall hear a voice behind you saying, This is the way. <laughs> this Jesus spoke of the Holy Spirit as our comforter. But you know, some of us have not come to understand what it really means to have the Holy Ghost as our comforter. What it means is this. Let me clearly let you know from the original root word, it means when you are having a situation for instance, let me use a quite typical one. For instance, as a young man, you want to pick up a chair. And you find it difficult to lift the chair. But you have tried. The Holy Spirit is there. What he does is to put his hand while your hand is on the chair. He's not going to carry the chair all for you. He's going to be there to what enable you carry the chair. But that is what I'm trying to say is that it gives you a, an energy, an unusual energy that you ne- that never was there in your life. And you see you are doing this without stress. That is the actual word um, definition of the Holy Ghost as a comfort. But he's not going to just do it for you. He's not going to perform magic for you, no. He's not, he's not a magic stick or a magic thing. You will have to take responsibility first. He gives you the energy to lift the chair. 
other way. This is what God has put in my heart to let you know. And while I am with you in your cares, nothing will happen if you don't say my word. Nothing will happen if you don't live your lives as sons of God. Nothing will happen if you don't speak my word. No matter how the problem may be, or how weighed the measure of your problem or chaos. While I'm with you, nothing will happen if you don't walk in line with what God is saying concerning that marriage. Hallelujah. That was just the message. He said, I'm with you in this chaos. My presence is with you in this chaos. I never left you. Never leave you. But this chaos will stay, will linger longer. You will suffer this chaos for a long time if you don't speak God's word concerning this situation. Hallelujah. I don't know whether you, what problem or chaos is in your life. Maybe you are suffering with cancer. Maybe you are suffering with cancer. Or you're suffering with diabetes. You've suffered diabetes for this long. You've been in that chaos. Diabetes for this long. You've been in this that chaos of cancer for this long. The Spirit of God has been with you all this while from the inception of the diabetes. Or maybe he has been calling your attention on how to deal with the diabetes. But you have lived on your own wisdom. You have called the wisdom of God foolishness. And you have lived on your own wisdom. I want you to know that this diabetes will not die. This cancer will not die if you don't tell it to die. And you may ask, on what authority do I as a diabetic patient or as a cancer patient have against diabetes? The authority you have is the authority in the name of Jesus. On what he has done on the cross. The Bible says, by his stripes I am here. And if you are suffering with cancer and you are suffering with diabetes and you know you have stayed long in this and you know one, you don't want to stay any longer in this situation, I want you to say this word of prayer with me. Cancer, diabetes, HIV and AIDS, coronavirus, whatever ailment that be, just mention the name. I say die in the name of Jesus. This body is the temple of God and not the temple of yours. And therefore, I declare on God's word, by his stripes, I am made whole. Therefore, I am whole right now. I cannot suffer diabetes any longer. I am healed. I cannot suffer cancer because you are dead in my body in the name of Jesus. I assure you of your healing if you believe this and continue to say. The Bible said, they believed in their heart and they spoke with their mouth and they are saved. So I want you to go ahead and continue saying this, that I am healed. Cancer is dead. Diabetes is dead. I cannot suffer it any longer in the name of Jesus. And if you have listened to me and you may want and you may want to ask or make request or request or demand for, for counseling, you can contact me on my email account 
livingeagle.mega at gmail.com or you can call me through the phone line plus 234-7062-8854 and 32 and God bless you. Have a wonderful spirit-filled month. Amen.